Comrades, you are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. Uh, we got Jeff on the show with a very, very special interview. Uh, we have a couple of uh, workers uh, from the Starbucks Union over in Lafayette. Uh, and if you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves really quickly, uh, one at a time, uh, that'd be really great. I'm Aubrey. <laughs> How you doing, I'm Aubrey? Roman. Roman and I'm Ethan. And Ethan. So we got Roman, Aubrey, and Ethan over here. And I got in contact with Roman uh, through former guest and friend of the show, Billy, uh, who was one of the main organizers in the, now we can say, successful uh, union organizing drive at the Maple Street store uh, right in uptown New Orleans. And uh, so I guess really quickly, if y'all could um, just sort of lay out what's, what, what, how things started. How did this whole thing get... Um, off the ground um i could go (laughs) okay so it all started um after um there was a situation that went that happened in the store and ethan uh it was like a very it was a a serious situation kind of um <laughs> and yeah, with the so our, our ac went out that day basically your what went out our ac, AC the air conditioning that is a very serious situation yeah i caught wind of like what was happening at the store during like the middle of the day people were, were texting me uh Aubrey texted me that day yeah. as well about like how unbearably hot it was in the store. I think we were sitting at 80 degrees for a good for I'd say probably close to like four hours. Four to five hours. Yeah. Probably, maybe even more. And then that was happening all day. And then I came in early that day and then I experienced that of <laughs> how bad it was in the store. Cause I understand we're around hot equipment all day and it generally gets hot in the store even with AC. Yeah, but right. it was to the point where I was about to probably pass out on the yeah. floor from heat exhaustion. It was bad. Like, we were literally fanning ourselves off with, like, our play cards. and just, like, <laughs> this little plastic piece. We were just sitting there. Like, it was unbearable. Yeah. And we had um, a shift try to get in contact with somebody to uh, fix it. But nobody would, like, we couldn't really do anything about it. And, um that's as far as my story goes. I know that Ethan mm-hmm. has a whole other side to that That's yeah. later in the day. <laughs> uh, whenever I, whenever, after I went on like my first 10, after like two hours on the floor, uh, I come back to one of our shift supervisors uh, telling her like, I either need to go home or like something needs to get done about the AC because like I can't be working in these conditions. Mm-hmm. She texted our manager, our manager contacted our DM to find a solution. And then their solution was to go buy a like, like a box fan from Home Depot and to transfer our back AC air to the front so that we can work more. And that conversation (laughs) led to me contacting my district manager that day and calling her and basically telling to her face that that her solution was going to cause more problems (laughs) and that we are still working in these conditions and we thought we shouldn't. And after that conversation, we got the short 
the store shut down for the day. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God. What a relief. I mean, like I I, I worked at a uh, store. Like it was a it was actually not even a, like an official store. It was like a friend. It was a uh, one of the ones that's in Barnes and Nobles. Mm-hmm. And, and and when I uh, this was shit. This was 15 years ago. I'm I'm, I'm like I said I'm old, but um. <laughs> Hot milk, hot water, hot coffee, hot equipment, all kinds of stuff. Like you are running around, you are sweating. It is not a pleasant situation when you're, especially when you're busy, or even actually, you probably don't even notice it much when you're busy. But when it when it dies down and you yeah. you, you kind of like take a breath and like notice what's going on around you, you're just like, this is an uncomfortable. <laughs> this is not good. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> it was very bad. Yeah. Um, that was uh, that was whenever it started. Yeah. I would say that's whenever it that's whenever the idea came up. And how long ago was this? How long ago was this? Uh, okay. Uh, then, so then, so then later in the day, you said you had an experience as well, Ethan. Uh, that was no, that wasn't the end of it. Cause yeah, that was that was his situation. Was him ending up calling the district manager and um, closing it down. Closing yeah. the store down. Okay, so that's. The beginning steps. Sort of what what kind of happened after that? Oh, um, so they started questioning partners. What um, after that they um, were very being very like friendly. Like, um, how are you doing? Like, uh, just stuff like that. Um, it was just unusual because they ne- they don't normally do that. And then why they are you being so nice to us? Yeah. yeah, they're like, uh, <laughs> like why? Um, because we're we're used to them just sitting sitting off to the side and not really um, interacting with us when the DM is there and our SM is there. But after that, that's whenever they started questioning people and checking in on them, and um, they were make they made a quite a few comments. One of them said being like. Uh, I don't want my I don't want the store to be the first in La, in, in Louisiana to unionize. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, so after that uh, that day that the eighteen went out, they were already on the like yeah. already ready to like start having quote unquote union talks or like right. conversations with partners about the union, even mm-hmm. though we haven't even like truly decided or yeah. reached out to several workers. Really, it all started as like just kind of a joke. Like if we were on the floor and like something inconvenient would happen or like anything like that, we'd kind of just be like, oh, this is why we need to unionize. And so it all started being a joke. And then we actually started being seriously questioned about it. Um, and I think the first time that I was questioned, I got pulled to the back by my store manager. Um, we had a one-on-one. Um, and she was asking me if I had ever heard of unions and whatever, like, and I was like, no, like I'm only 17. So I kind of just played dumb on that end. So I was just like, yeah, like I've never heard of that. I don't even know like what that is. Um, and she explained it to me in very corporate terms of like, what's just the adding party. a third party in. And, you know, it just makes it more complicated for yeah, us yeah. to have one-on-one. <laughs> it, you know, so she explained it like that. And they I was played like, the hits. They played all the, all the, all the hits yeah. from back in the day from their first oh, album. Yeah. And, um... I think a couple of other partners at our store had conversations with our managers between the store manager and the district manager like that. Um, yeah, I was one, just of the, one of the other people that had one of those conversations as well. How did yours go? Was it similar? Uh, 
It wasn't as similar. I didn't play dumb because I already knew about all this stuff ever since Buffalo happened. I've been kind of keeping tabs on it and like seeing what's going on. So I like told them in full confidence. I was like, yeah, I know what a union is. I'm, I know how they function. Like I know all this information about it. I didn't explicitly say what the information was, but they knew that I was educated about it. And they were like, oh, okay. And then that part of the conversation stopped. Yeah. I, I was questioned the day that Ethan was questioned. Um, actually, one of the shifts on duty was in the back talking to the S, our store manager. And our store manager was like telling um, the shift, like, uh, it breaks my heart that someone came up to me and told me that Roman was recruiting people on the floor. Um, Pretty much he said it. Like, <laughs> you made your manager sad. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was kind of like crazy because uh, they assume that I am head of the committee, which I'm, I'm part of the committee. Um, but uh, the, our manager knew like already kind of like had a hint that I was part of it. So uh, our shift was like, Roman's not part of the union. They're just manipulating him. Like, just go easy on him, whatever. <laughs> so we had to sit down because our store manager wanted to talk to me. She broke down to me in tears, um, not talking about the union, but like, I just don't know what I could do to make this better. Like, what can I do to like help make the store better? Like, I don't work for, like, I work for y'all, this and that. I'm like, can I leave? I, I clocked out. I'm not getting paid to talk. I need to go. Yeah. I want to I want to circle back a little bit. And, and so, um, Ethan, you said that you had... Um, been paying attention to what happened in Buffalo. I guess my question would be one, how would you like, how, like you say you were paying attention to what had you seen prior to this moment? And then two, when you, I could follow up a little bit with it, but like when, when you started talking with other people uh, on the floor there, were they aware of what was going on as well? Uh, were they paying attention to what was going on when, with the first unionizations? Uh, over in Buffalo, and then the ones kind of sprouting up because you, when you, when you're, um, this is you said this started two months ago. Mm -hmm. um, that means this is what May, I guess you could say, yeah, if this we're recording in um, yeah, almost it's, it's almost July, so we're thinking about May. There were probably almost a hundred stores organized by that point. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that um, one uh, management mm -hmm. is like freaking out because they see unions popping up like mushrooms in all these Starbucks stores mm -hmm. across the country, and then two. I'm interested in the sort of where everybody else was at in terms of paying attention to this. Yeah, um, I've been following Buffalo ever since they like first filed to unionize. I've I'm a very like I guess like researchy person. <laughs> I have like a background in like public speaking and like some of the events require a lot of research and mm -hmm. that's just like something I like to do in pastime. And since it related to work, I was like, oh, this might be something useful later on. Thank God I did. Uh, I've been following them and then I've been seeing like a lot of like other stores starting to unionize, seeing the reasons for unionizing, um, reading their letters, as well as like seeing all the union busting tactics that they were implementing on Buffalo stores and other in all the other stores that were unionizing. Mm -hmm. So like I already had this vast knowledge, especially how like a union could actually be started and all that information. And we have this like small clique of workers that we like to talk to each other outside of work a lot. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, hey, y'all, this is like what's happening with Starbucks right now. And like all this union. So like, here's all this information. You to me, like <laughs> late after like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like all that information, like 
it started to get in their heads and be like, wow, this actually is a problem. Yeah. And then that's I think, when we I actually, feel like we kind of like resonated with it too. Cause at first, whenever I first started, I was like, we don't have a reason to unionize. Like there's nothing wrong. And then we started seeing all the other stories popping up and I was reading their letters and I was like, oh, we do have a reason to unionize. <laughs> and it's like, it kind of resonates because you think that something's normal and then you realize, oh, that's not. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's kind of a wake up call, I guess. Yeah. A, a majority of people on the floor didn't really know what was happening with the unions and Starbucks and all that. So it was like always a fun conversation to be like, yeah, this is what's <laughs> happening. And like, this is the reason why. And then they're like, oh, interesting. Yeah. I kind of see that here too. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're like the, the big three. Uh, we're the we're the big, I would say the big three. We uh we were the ones that like kind of um you know came together and reached out to people about mm-hmm. it and like came to like okay like this is going on we need to do something because not only are we losing like partners we're also like losing like what Starbucks is supposed to be you know like what they try to stand for yeah. you know. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's been a lot in these past few weeks. <laughs> so, um, so we get really quickly, one more thing. I wanted to kind of highlight something that Aubrey mentioned is that everybody, like you have issues like at your job and like, interestingly enough, and I, I, I think that that's like something that I've heard in multiple conversations that I've had with multiple people from different stores is that not only does everybody have issues, but they seem to be the same issues across a lot of these stores as well. So, so, I mean, again, you're, it it sounds to me again, and I don't want to speak for y'all, but it sounds like y'all are advocating for yourself so that you're making your jobs better so that you can do your jobs better. And, and, and so that you can, you know, do it, do it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Um, Oh, sorry, were you gonna say something? Oh no, I was just like, I 100 agree. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, yeah, the other thing too is is when it comes to like breaking information or like giving information about what's going on in a place that's not near near you. It's like you'd be surprised how little people like are aware of what's happening in places that aren't there. Like, um, I remember I'm a teacher now. I teach I teach middle school. And a couple of years ago, in 2018, there were uh, red state strikes across the country in places like West Virginia, um, Oklahoma, Arizona. And like I'm obsessing over this stuff, like reading every day. And I got to talk to you know my, some of my coworkers, and they're like, well, they're like, uh, like what? What's going on? Where a strike statewide in all these other states? Really? <laughs> like, like I'm, this is like. You, you don't realize, I suppose, uh, this is speak to, to Ethan's experience, like, you don't realize that sometimes even when you're, like, paying attention to things that feels like people would know about, you don't realize that sometimes you're kind of in a little bit of a bubble. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me pause for station ID real quick. You listen to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade, uh, WHIVFM.org slash listen. Like I said, you can listen live uh, and also get more information about our show at GoodMorningComrade.com. Uh, so um, we mentioned a little bit about the beginnings of it. And then so when you did start talking about um, about this with your with your coworkers, how did that start? How did that go? Because uh, that seems to be like well, that would be the next step. Did that happen immediately? 
or like what, what, what happened next? I feel like for us, it was easier because, like I said, we kind of had our own little click, I guess you call it, like outside. So the idea was already going between us. And then after we sat in on our first meeting, um, they had told us that we needed to have like probably five to six members in our committee. So you're talking um, about meeting with, with Starbucks Workers United? Yes. Okay, um, so y'all, then, y'all reached out to the, the next thing y'all did was reach out to them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Um, they told us that we needed five to six members. Uh, a lot of people, I felt like, were a little bit scared because a lot of people need this job, and that's really understandable. Um, but somehow, I'm not even really sure how it happened exactly, like how we got our other committee members on board. I know that one of them was very, very, very last minute. Like, we had already released a letter, and he had come up to us and was like, um, why didn't y'all tell me? Like, I want to be a part of this. And so it was just like, it was like capitalism, let's destroy it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a different thing too. Like it's a, it's a difficult thing because you want to, you're like balancing this. Like we need to make sure that we're being, we're not like tipping off management when you're, when you're recruiting people in one at a time. And inevitably, you know, some people, somebody's going to be last in that, in that bringing people, people in and, Absolutely. and you want to be sensitive to the fact that like, Hey, you know, I, 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 I want to be a part of this too. And, and I've seen, even seen situations where, um, unfortunately, you know, that would be a reason. And I'm glad it doesn't seem to have been in this case, that would be a reason that they would oppose because they weren't brought into that process. And so you, you really do need to be, um, mindful of how you're talking to people but like you you're really walking a tightrope i guess oh yeah have y'all seen anything other else like that or anything else like that most of the people that we end up talking to about the union at work they're like they're either on the fence or they're like 100 percent already for it like the majority of people that have already signed cards yeah like there wasn't that. much talking even done we were kind of just like hey like we filed or we released our letter to unionize um how do you feel about that like we were trying not to be too upfront about it we're just trying and to I get mean, their outlook good, on it a good yeah. handful of them were like oh yeah i'll sign some surprised us like, <laughs> some surprised us because some like we were kind of like oh like maybe they won't be part and then they're like yeah i'm yeah. aboard and we're like okay yeah that's awesome here you go <laughs> that was a it's always group. like a really pleasant like like a surprise when you yeah, yeah. were not too surprises with our store i feel like i feel like there were people that we were like oh they'll definitely be on board and then turn around and we're like absolutely not and then there are people who were like they would not be on board and then turn around and we're like oh yeah where do i sign like i want to be a part yeah well, well lafayette's an interesting town for that too yeah. <laughs> like part college town part like regular city where people right. live and like it's it's kind of like splits a like a walks a really interesting line. Yeah, like, it does. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and 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 I mean Lafayette's fairly large, and in terms of I mean, in ter- like as far as especially considering like the size of a lot of the cities in the state, um, it, it it's 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 really an interesting place. I think uh, around here, I don't I don't go there enough. <laughs> I must say it's interesting. It, it, it is interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, just to kind of, so um, so shortly after y'all had your first initial convening conversations and then your meeting with uh, Starbucks Workers United, this is about what about a month or so ago? I'm guessing thereabouts. Uh, this is like a little bit over a week ago. Right? So uh, your first meeting with Starbucks. Our first meeting was around two to three weeks ago. Okay, and then the next step was the release of the letter. 
It wasn't our initial step. Yeah. We just okay. fast tracked because um the letter gets protection. What yeah. was the initial step, I guess, is my point. What was the initial step? We were going to start um we had our committee together and then we we're gonna start getting cards signed and then we we're mm -hmm. gonna get the cards signed and send it out and then the letter. But then they were already starting to suspect us and they our store manager already had my name in her mind about like like sus like as a suspect of the committee and then they questioned ethan that same day so then that day aubrey came over wrote wrote the letter herself <laughs> she wrote the letter so all let's give her all, right. all right we all we all like uh and then like Aubrey sent out the letter to the committee to get everyone to approve it, so our names were on it. And yeah, then it was, the it next was, morning, it was Starbucks literally Workers like, United sent it out. I was standing outside of our location, and I was trying to get on the phone with one of our other committee members to get them to approve it. And so I was literally on the phone. They didn't answer. And then I texted them, and I was like, I need you to approve this ASAP so we can get it out. Three minutes before I clocked in, like, I sent it out to Starbucks Workers United. And it was just, like, it was so nerve-wracking all around. Because you don't know the initial reaction of, like, what you're going to get, you know? Yes. So let me see. This is this is your letter. And I'm just going to go ahead and read directly from this. <laughs> uh, is it okay if I do that? Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. yes, you can read it. The, uh, this is to Starbucks, President and CEO, Starbucks Support Center, Seattle, Washington, United States. Dear Howard, we are highly disappointed with the way our partners are being treated at our store and stores nationwide. We have been mistreated, uh, mistreated, set to work in awful conditions where our well-being has been repeatedly neglected, and we have been repeated as uh, treated as workers instead of partners. Uh, Starbucks has failed to show our workers empathy and respect. Instead, they have shown us a lack of communication, a total disregard for our physical and mental health, and uh, an overall hostile, unsafe work environment led by management. We have been patient and given many opportunities for management to correct these mistakes, allow for our workers to be partners, and provide the best Starbucks experience for workers. I like that, by the way, and how this is sort of like laid out because it's it it it, it, it and it's it's accurate. It sounds to me like that it, it accurately sort of like lays out. We wanted to make this, we wanted to solve these problems, and this is the the recourse that we have. And that's kind of what I tried to emphasize was the fact that this was not our first solution. We were not trying to jump onto like a bandwagon or anything like that because I know that um, that's how it can be perceived. But it was like we really waited until the very like this is our absolute last resort to even like we talked about it for months. But like Ethan said, we really didn't actually sit into a meeting until two to three weeks ago. Like yeah. it wasn't something that we had had in mind or that was our intentions like it kind of just it got to the point where nobody else could stand it anymore and then we had to we decided that we had to do something about I, it i gotta ask you something before i move on with the letter do and and this is something that um me and and robert one of the co-workers on the show and some people have also had in, in some in some conversations about this um do you think that the heavy-handed sort of like um pushing into what you want to do, the the meetings and all this other stuff, push you towards the direction of of, of pursuing unionizing? Or do you think it, it actually kind of like was an initial barrier to overcome? Or maybe a little bit of both? Hmm. Hmm. That is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was probably like a mixture of both, honestly. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. say a mixture of both, too. Yeah. Uh huh. Can you kind of like uh, expand on that a little bit? 
because I mean, like Aubrey said, this was like our last resort. Like we obviously never wanted to like, cause we knew like the implications of like starting to like what would happen to the store, what would happen to our relationships with like higher management and all that. And we were like, obviously scared to actually start it because of those relationships that we already built with right. our higher management. And, and yeah, I was going to say, you hear about like union busting and you know, people were getting or are getting fired for being a part of these unions. And so mm -hmm. it was something that we really didn't want to result to. But like I said, it was kind of just like, it got to the point where if we didn't change something, then we kind of realized that management definitely wouldn't be the one to change it. And then, right, 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 exactly. And nothing, would, nothing would actually change in the store, and then the cycle's perpetuating right. and continuing. <laughs> because we've, we've reached out to management so many times. Um, I started uh, a little bit, like, months after Ethan. Yeah. Um, and from my journey with Starbucks, so, uh, the, minute, the moment that I started back in, like, last August to now – um, we've, we've went to management about a lot of things and like, um, uh, about all that's been going on, like our frustrations, our concerns, and they say that like we can help out and it's, it, you, I don't know, it's like the hope of like, okay, maybe like something's going to change. Maybe they will work on something and then like still facing the same stuff that you've vouched them about it's it's it sucks you're doing you know? the same thing <laughs> over and over again it sucks yeah and it was like i mean i started last april so in 2021 uh and i've been seeing these patterns happening ever since like my first day working there like i've seen so many partners leave because of stuff not in, stuff not getting fixed i've seen like like really close coworkers like leave not too long ago because yeah. of everything that was going on in the store and i'm like you know what it's time for <laughs> it's that fine. to stop like i'm tired of it <laughs> yeah and that's what i've only been there i've only been at starbucks for three months now and it's something that even i can tell is happening so it's kind of just i don't know it's i've talked to management a good handful of times now because i was in a really bad situation with my work uh before i started at starbucks and I had expressed to our management that I wouldn't let it become like that, that I would speak up for myself, that I that I wasn't going to um, let people walk all over me anymore. And management, That's awesome. management nodded and was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> yes. And then they turned around and did the exact same thing that my old workplace was doing. And so that was kind of a slap in the face. Yeah. Um, I will not be walked all over, and then they proceed to immediately walk yeah. all over. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's very – it sucks even more because – we like we see these new people come in and you know like obviously um starbucks isn't gonna like ex like doesn't want us to express yeah. our frustration in front of them because they want the new people to come in and they're like oh we got all these awesome benefits and all these things like you're gonna be in good hands this and that and it it makes me sa like feel sad for them because i was I was them at one point, you know, like I, we all were, I yeah. like, we all like the idea of the benefits, you know, the free college, mm -hmm. um, healthcare, all this stuff. And for that, like all those benefits to be understaffed and overworked and exhausted and mentally drained, it's at this point, it's not really that worth it. And like, that's one of the main reasons why we brought this up and wanted to do the union is 
because we don't want that to affect our new baristas that walk in. Yeah. And that's part of what I was going to say is that, like I said, I was in a really bad uh, environment with my old job. So I came here and everybody's like, oh, they have all these amazing benefits. Like we have great pay and all of that. And so you're just like, yeah, like I remember telling my mom and being like, um, it feels like I've just stepped into like a whole other universe of work environment. Mm -hmm. And I know that they definitely tried to warn me before I actually walked in and they were like being like, <laughs> like, I'd be like, I'm just so happy to come into such a positive work environment. And they'd all just kind of look at me and I was like, what? <laughs> we like a collective group of us. Yeah. I'm a trainer. And then like, there were some trainers beforehand that like one of the very first conversations we had with our green beans was, Hey, just letting you know in advance. Uh, this is what really is the situation. Yeah. If that deters you, I get it. But if not, if you want to work through it, I'm here for you. I literally, I was going to say, I literally remember the day that I texted the group chat and was like, okay, I'm here with y'all now. Like, I don't like it here. I don't know. Like, like, I remember that day so specifically. And I, it was just like, it was, you know, I don't, I feel like it's like a switch because mm -hmm. you're just like in this fantasy and then out of nowhere, you kind of like snap out of it. And you're just like, oh, yeah. gotcha. Like, I, I do think that's really interesting that you talked about it, this being like a, a, a positive work environment coming in. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it sounds to me like this was at least in the largest part, definitely not in a small part because of the, the people you were working with, because of the other workers and not necessarily, I mean, I'm sure that there were maybe some good things about some of the pay and some of the benefits they're talking about, but like for the most part, management was more of a drain on that kind of stuff right yeah. yeah they played a big role in in everything because most of the stuff that like we ended up talking to them like venting our frustrations towards they were the only ones that could have possibly have the solutions and then they weren't giving any solution to <laughs> any regard <laughs> sometimes they wouldn't even acknowledge our problems they would just like brush it off, brush it off and ignore it and we're like Oh, okay. I mean, it was, yeah. We were explaining it. I was like, they would literally tell you to your face, okay, that sounds perfectly reasonable. Like, we understand completely we're going to fix things and then turning around and doing the exact opposite. Like, there was no, yeah. it was just like a switch in between us and then what they would do. Yeah. Only the <laughs> service. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, well, again. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all for, for stepping up. I'm going to do one more pause for station ID. You listen to WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. Goodmorningcomrade.com. Uh, you can listen on whivfm.org slash listen. Uh, if I go back to the letter, uh, Starbucks has set our store up to fail constantly and repetitively. We have suffered 80 degree heat for hours on the floor. We mentioned that already. Mm -hmm. Leaving us to fight tooth and nail to get our store closed for the night. We have been shorthanded on the floor multiple times. That is something, by the way. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin there. We'll come right back to it. Um, we've been shorthanded on the floor multiple times and ignored by management when we needed extra coverage. We have pushed been pushed to our limits to continue to keep our store running, leading uh, leading for the people to believe that Starbucks is a four company corporation, not a four partner corporation. Our workers have received the short end of the stick continuously throughout the struggle for our baristas' rights. These are consistent issues we're fighting to change. I do want to um, highlight the shorthanded thing because I have heard this happen at so many places, mm -hmm. specifically in stores that ha have been doing unionization drives. And then when you know when you can't achieve your your duties or whatever in, in the store, I'm, 
Billy comes to mind. He talked about this on the show a while ago. Uh, they, they, I beg your pardon. Uh, they talked about this on the show a while ago um, when they were short, too horse, too short-handed to handle the amount of business that was happening in the store at the time that they were open. They closed the store. They had the authority to do so as the sort of um, shift lead. I think the position was, and then came back around. The, the the company did and fired them, which is which is. I mean that it, it, if if that's not a strategy. That the management is that management is using, and it sure it sure does feel like one. Oh no, yeah. Uh, the amount of times that we've been short-handed at the store is almost every single day. Like the mornings are usually very much staffed to what they're supposed to be, but once we go yeah. into what we call mid shift, yeah, then it drops down to usually yeah it like, drops down to two to like three or four people four is like almost the max that's sometimes. usually the max like, is four people but it goes from like seven to four yeah and then we we're like for our sales store wise we are the top like money making store yeah. in our district so we get the majority of the business and we only have four people on the floor which requires at least one person sorry hello doggy <laughs> this is done. But anytime we like tell our management that we are short staff, like we have countless shift supervisors tell them that, we have baristas tell them that, and it was like an ungodly amount of times that no one would ever listen to us about it. Right. And we would never even have like get the chance to shut down the store because our manager would never let us have that as an option. Yeah. Whenever like whenever you said that they were getting fired for shutting down the store, like uh, that baffles me because yeah. like whenever we needed to shut down the store, like the majority of the time that we never got approval and we just say, had to suffer through it. I literally had to I've had customers like roll up to the drive there and be like, Do y'all close at nine? And I'd be like, Yeah. They'd be like, oh, y'all are always closing at like six or seven. And I'm like, hmm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and I can explain why because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a main closer. Yeah. And for our closing shifts, it's almost entirely worse because we go from that four people in mid shift to almost two people That's with closing yeah. from 4.15 to 9.30 at night. And that includes all the closing duties after closing as yes. well. Oh, no, I was just going to say that I feel like between mids and nights, like, I started as a mid-shift, so that's what I worked my entire first, I'd say, like, two months being here. And um, I just recently moved to mornings because, like, just being a mid-shift can, like, wear on you mentally because of how – because we do we did have after, we did have afternoon peak for um, school time because all the school kids would come through. And so being that short with such a busy – you know, um, drive through and cafe and all of that, mm-hmm. um, that wears on you mentally to be in a hundred different positions with only three people on the floor. Like I remember during this, I used to work bar while taking drive through orders while like taking cafe orders sometimes. So it's just being in that many places where in mornings, I mean, sometimes it's bad, but most of the time we're fully staffed enough to work mornings. So yeah. I feel like I, a lot of, the mids and closers have to pick up slack from like the rest of the day. And it's- we do as a closer. <laughs> we sure do. Yeah. Uh, our management has also set up unfair expectations that exceed the expectations that exceeds the expectations of Starbucks. So basically there's an imbalance of 
what's expected nationally and locally? Oh, yes. Okay. Especially uh, in the store. You want to talk about that or nah? Oh, yeah. I'll talk about that. It's kind of, it's kind of my experience. Yeah. Um, so I find, and I've expressed this to my manager multiple times and to the district manager, that at our store, that I feel like there is an expectation on me to be there constantly, mm-hmm. to always be there, to be relied on. The amount of times I've came in early for a shift to help out and then everyone literally going like, yay, Ethan's here, he's gonna save the day. Yeah. Like, and I'm just a barista. <laughs> right, so, you're not a manager or anything like that. Not a manager, not a shift supervisor, just a barista. And then like having that realization that there is this expectation on me, especially from management, even though management does tell me they're like, oh no, we don't have this expectation on them all. I'm like, then why do you text me constantly whenever you need another person or you need someone to come in early or to pick up a shift? We used to joke that we were like, they're yes mans because I remember one time we all had the same day off. So we hung out outside of work and uh, somebody either didn't show up or uh, Mm. the manager did not schedule us properly. And we were in a circle like around the table and like, all of our phones lit up around the same time. She had individually texted us, every single one of us, like in a row, asking oh if we could come in early. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the expectations. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And um, so, one of the things that I've seen in my experience working in, in a myriad of places too is that if you do like start to come in early a couple times or help out sort of situations <laughs> yeah. they peg you as doing that mm-hmm. in a lot of ways it feel because this happened to me they it's sort of like you feel like you're being like sucked in mm-hmm. because they're like oh thank you you're wonderful you're great and all that means is that they can rely on you to do that all the time and it becomes more and more of a regular practice how i like to phrase it is that they like to abuse good work ethic yeah they like abuse what good work ethic oh oh my god oh yeah absolutely they do that's like that that is exactly right and 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 what that ends up doing and by the way uh this is me (laughs) this is my interpretation of it that also is something that covers up for bad scheduling and bad management as well they're not doing their job you're doing your plus and you know everything's fine if you do it you know i want to say like my whole first month almost every single night I would get a text from our manager asking if I could come in a little bit earlier and work this shift instead of this shift, or uh, can you not close tonight? Can you actually move up to this morning shift? And so it, like my first month of scheduling was like, I would, it was day by day. Yeah. Like I would get my new shift every night. Like, how do you live like that? Like seriously, how do you live a life that has any kind of, um, quality to it but you're basically <laughs> yeah. like oh god work could call me at any minute right. and i kind of have to go in because i'm the new person right yeah mm-hmm. oh my gosh that's especially how i felt because i didn't want to come off as like somebody who didn't really care about their job and just like was only there to work whenever they were scheduled to work which is what i am now because that's how it's supposed to be like mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be on call at all times you're not supposed to be waiting for the store to text on your day off so that you can run in and go help them. Right. Um, but I was so scared at first because I wanted everybody to have a good impression of me. 
Right. And there was also like a lot of validation for coming in on those early calls. Like uh, after our manager would text, they would text like, you come in for this shift? And then you'd say, yeah, on whatever. And then they'd be like, oh, we appreciate you so much. Like you doing this means the world to me. And it was just a lot of like, I felt like if I would have said no, that I wouldn't have got that. And so it's just, I mean, probably wouldn't have, but. It feels like emotional manipulation. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Without saying that directly, yes. <laughs> well, anyway, whether or not it is, it feels like it. I'm not, I'm not somebody who like knows these terms specifically inside and out, but that's what it certainly feels like. Um, On multiple occasions, our manager has left in the middle of shifts, failed to show up for the shifts, failed to meet dress code while on the floor, slept during the shift, along with changing papers to cover wrongdoings and mistakes made by them. Wow. Yeah. They left us with unfair scheduling. You just talked about that. Uh, outside of our availability, and then leaving it to us to find coverage for their mistakes. Oh boy, getting into a fight with a scheduler—that's that's that's just like always something. Because, I mean, again, if I had a nickel for every time when I had a job, I said I don't work X day at X time, and what do you know? I'm on the schedule for that day and time every yeah. week for weeks on end, like. It, it, it's the kind of thing that'll make you lose your mind, you know. Yeah. I mean, when I was in school, and and I, I don't know if y'all are in school or not, but when I was in school, I would have class at various times, right? I had class at Tuesday at ten or something like that at, 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 at the restaurants I would work at, and then you know I, I'm very clear about this availability, but on the front end, they got really <laughs> like touchy if you tried to change your availability. By the way, because heaven forfend your life change in any way at any point ever. And then, um, and then, uh, so <laughs> yeah, it just becomes like an entire, an entire fight every single time, just because you're trying to like survive and do your job and right. also go to school or whatever. Oh yeah. I mean that, I mean like I'm in that situation. I go to college in Lafayette. So mm-hmm. like, I've always, that was always been one of my battles with jobs is like them trying to work with my availability for school. And I kind of put my foot down at my previous job, which kind of got me fired, but that's a whole <laughs> different discussion. Um, but this one, I mean, generally from my experience, I don't really get scheduled outside my availability until recently, yeah. which was kind of odd, but uh, really recently as then with the last two months, <laughs> more like, Two weeks. <laughs> Weird. Okay. I'm sorry. Aubrey? Uh, no, I was going to say that I feel like that was also played a big part in us wanting, deciding that we were actually going to take unionizing seriously because um, that's one of our really close friends from work was a shift manager at our store and mm-hmm. our store manager decided to change the rules and say that all of her shift managers needed to have full availability and if they didn't, then they couldn't be a shift. And that was, that was kind of like, I feel like the tipping point for our friend. And so um, she stepped down from shift manager to barista. And I feel like all hell broke loose in that store. Like it was just, we had the district manager, we had the store manager. Every, that was the day that we all got questioned. Um, yeah, they saw that as like a major, major yeah. loss. And that, they were like, oh, this is going to start domino effect. What you did? It, it they were 
after many attempts from our management trying to union bust. Sorry, let me before I read that. Uh, listen to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. Good morning, comrade. Good morning, comrade.com. WHIVFM.org uh, slash listen. You can listen live. Um, after many attempts uh, from our management to union bust, where there were not yet a union to bust, we are proud to express our intent to organize a union. Okay. <laughs> you mentioned some of the conversations. Is there any of the union busting that, you, that happened that you haven't brought up yet? Those were the main ones. They like it was just all them like constantly like questioning us about like we've been hearing that there's like starts of a union happening on the floor, and then we're all like, "Who's starting a union?" Yeah, we're like, "We want to like, know." We want to know, and then we're like, "Sounds like they were fishing a little bit." They, are, they were. They were. That's because our manager, like how she is, how she gets information out of people, because she explicitly yeah. says how she has to do her her quote unquote job. Because no one really likes to talk to her about issues or because she doesn't listen to them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sounds like somebody you can't really trust. Yeah. yeah. And then the only way that she's able to get information is she, like, she quote unquote says this to everyone. Yeah. She's like, I have to pull it out of y'all. <laughs> she yeah. told you that? Yeah. Oh, she told me that and probably many other partners many times. Oh, my gosh. She has so to like... pull information out of us to see what's wrong. And, and that's like, part of what it almost like the first time that uh, me and the store manager had sat down and she had started asking me about unionizing and all this. Like, I don't, I don't think I ever told anybody this, but it's like, I felt guilty. Like I felt like I was starting a union whenever I wasn't because of the way that she was talking about it, like looking at me and like asking these questions that were just very like, well, you know, you can talk to me if you do know anything about it. Like it's nothing to hide. Yeah. And it was like, it felt, I felt like a little kid, like getting in trouble. And so, yeah, so that's a really interesting, like, like point that 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 you bring up. Like, like they is they don't they 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 won't necessarily say that it's like a. I mean, they'll say that this is something that we want to avoid or whatever, mm -hmm. but they can't or won't say that a union is a bad thing. Yeah. They can't say explicitly that they're going to stop it, but there are ways that they can make you feel guilty <laughs> or doing something that is still technically. Like yeah. within your rights, within your, you know, within your, uh, your, your interests as a worker, and something that's, I mean, I'm, I'm a, you know, been a union guy for a long time. Very <laughs> good because that's the only way that you're going to have any kind of, uh, say in your working conditions. That's the only power that workers have. Yeah. And that's another thing that I was going to say is like between the first time that my store manager had ever brought up to it, and then us going public with our letter, like. I felt like I did something awfully wrong, even though I knew, like, I felt like I was about to get in trouble because every time the door would open in our lobby, I would look over because I was scared that it would be our store manager. And I was scared that like we were going to get, which I knew that we weren't going to get fired on the spot for going public, but it's just like, it's like this overwhelming feeling of like, I'm about to be punished for something. Like I'm about to be in trouble with somebody because of what I've done, even though everything that we're doing is completely legal. I remember, um, Alyssa, the girl from Starbucks Workers United that we had talked to, she was like, you guys aren't doing anything bad. Like, you guys are doing everything legally. Like, <laughs> you guys aren't breaking the law. No, totally. That's how we felt for a long time. Like, having to, like, go hush-hush around the store and, like, lightly bring it up and not in a way to where we're giving out too much information mm -hmm. and all of this. And it's you feel like you're doing something wrong. Like, you're supposed to be hiding something, even though 
you're not. <laughs> well, yeah, and you mentioned earlier that um, when one of you were having a one-on-one conversation, I can't remember which one of y'all brought it up, the manager that you were talking to, that the person was talking to, said that they were very upset and in tears because the union was forming. And it's just yeah. like, hold on a second. Why are you so, like, why do you feel this this kind of way? I mean, honestly, in a lot of ways, I don't envy like like store level management because there's this national push from like literally, you know, Sauron himself, um, um, uh, uh, Howard Schultz. Sorry, his name escapes me. Um, <laughs> But um, there's a push from him to like stop all this, and then there's a push from the workers to to um, to, to to organize a union, and they're just like caught in the middle of the of the of the, of the squealing tire in the in the yeah. road itself, you know. And that's it was really obvious whenever Roman had come to me and told me that um, our manager broke down crying to him about all of this it was really obvious that she was scared for her job. That was her main concern with all of this because she has told other partners before that she would do anything to keep her job protected. After we released the letter, like she made comments to me about how she's so secure in her job and that like, I don't, I took quote all over the place, all over the place. (laughs) She said that to me multiple times. She was like, I, she was like, my job's not at risk. Yeah, that or was like, like all that, and I'm like, um, <laughs> okay. okay, and it might not be, but like yeah. the, w- the way that this is sort of like, there's definitely pressure, if nothing yeah. else. And you know what? I'm sorry if this feels heartless, and y'all might feel differently. But if I like, if I'm in that position, kind of don't care. I mean, like seriously, the, the the maybe this sounds a little harsh or whatever, but like if if you in your like very horrible no air conditioned situation uh is um if, if, you, if it's either that or you know your manager i'm sorry but like the workers have to activate their own interest and, and regardless of a lot of these dynamics the management seems like it's answering to the corporate structure and then the company and not to y'all yeah uh, maybe that does seem callous but <laughs> i mean there's a there's truth in it yeah. i mean obviously because like it feels like our union, our manager is more just working for corporate than actually yeah. being a manager. And that's part of what was like, it bothered me a little bit whenever she had told Roman that, um, that we, that she works for us and not the other way around because not once have we ever felt like she works for us. Yeah. It, and that's part of ever since we went public with our letter, um, there's been a lot of, of really great communication ever since. And we were kind of talking about it. And we were like, this is obviously her trying to prove us wrong with what everything that we've said. That's not a bad thing because, again, once you stand together with one another um, and you're getting some of at least some of the results of what you, you know, are working together for. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you all what you already know, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> But but that's that's a good thing if 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 y'all are getting better you know situate better circumstances on the job even though again like like you mentioned before Ethan your your scheduling is still like it's worse and not better. <laughs> it's been it's been wavering ever since our letter went public because we have our good days and we have our bad days and part of what I was telling Roman yesterday was that um, my manager called me a couple of days ago 
and was asking me how she can make the store better, how she can do all this and like how to make this not a bad job for me. And I was telling Roman, I was like, it all just felt so insincere because you know the intent behind it. You know mm-hmm. that all of the, these efforts go back to her trying to trying to prove to our partners, well, what are they talking about? Because I care about y'all. I do work for y'all. Like, And so it feel, it's a really wavering line in between like, um it's sincere and then it's kind of bad again and then it's just like this continuous cycle of not really knowing where intentions lie i guess understandable yeah um a couple more questions and then we can we can we can wrap up but um i did want to talk a little bit about starbucks workers united sort of generally mm-hmm. um you know they've from what i've uh, my experience with folks um, they've been very, very happy with the way SPW has been working. What kind of things have, uh, so how's your experience with the SPW been? And, um, I don't know, what are some of the interactions y'all have had? You don't have to be specific about it, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. I, no. like, they're really, they're really a great organization. They've, they've been completely amazing to us. Like They've literally like been helping us on every single form of process. Any questions that we had, they get right, right back to us and like, just like actually feeling welcomed into this process. And I feel like a lot of what we were dealing with beforehand was a lack of support and Starbucks Workers United has given us so much support in like everything. Like they give me more support than my manager has. Right. Um, the girl that we originally talked to, Alyssa, um, she's a sweetheart. Like she, she answers immediately. I call her all the time. Like I keep her updated completely on everything. Like the tiniest oh, yeah. thing will happen to the store, and I'm like, "Hey, girl!" I'm like, "Just calling to let you know." <laughs> and it's just like, um, and I know that it feels like somebody is proud of us at least because oh, yeah. I know with our manager and like all of that, we. Like I said, it's been a lack of support and a lack of, um, I don't know the word for it, but just a lack <laughs> of compassion. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I know Alyssa tells us all the time that like, even though what we're doing is amazing, like we still have to take care of ourselves at the end of the day and not to overwhelm yourself. And I feel like not even our managers tell us that, like <laughs> yeah. there is no, so yeah, we love yeah. them. They're honestly very great people. We love everything that they're doing. We love their support. We love them right. helping us through everything. And we're glad to be a part of them. Well, I mean, they are you. They are your organization. So, I mean, I <laughs> it's awesome. It's great. Um, I guess final question. Uh, if folks wanted to help out or support y'all or oh, before I ask that question, actually, have y'all received any support already from uh, organizations, um, from anything from the public in general, or anything like that? Who's been like on your side in this? I know uh, here um, there's been like the Southern Workers Assembly, DSA, um, different groups like that. Uh, yeah, have y'all seen uh, felt some of this? Even the Central Labor Council, the Labor, uh, the Great New Orleans AFL-CIO, uh, was supportive of um, uh, of the effort. Step up! I can't. I cannot ignore Step Up Louisiana. They're all. <laughs> Have y'all had any of those similar experiences of folks uh, being your allies? We've had a lot of customer support. Like customers will come through. And if like, usually that's like what I bring up to make small talk is like, oh yeah, well we've been kind of going through it, but we just like um, went public on our our efforts to unionize. 
and there's so much support because a lot of our regulars like know that whenever they come through we don't look happy anymore like we we've been struggling for a hot minute now like a hot hot minute but um i feel like there's a lot of customer support and there's a lot of um i don't know i feel like i feel like i was expecting a negative response and so just the positive response that we've gotten has been like it's been insane. overwhelmingly positive right. like <laughs> even i was surprised by it because whenever we sent out our letter and everything we like and then i was started hearing from like roman and aubrey about all the customer interactions about how positive everyone was reacting to it i was just like wow and laugh yet of all places yeah. support who would have thought you know what i mean again the Especially, I find that interesting. You say that the customers have been on, on, on support. I'm, I'm not surprised by it because you are the people that have the relationships with the, with the customers. You see them every single day, and they, I mean, there's a relationship there, right? And 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 um, I don't know. It's 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 always very nice to see, um, you know, people supporting workers and and when they're trying to when they're trying to fight for themselves. So. Um, I guess final question, um, and if somebody wanted to support y'all or get more information about what you're doing, where can people find that? Um, we have a Twitter. It's at Lafayette SBWU. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and we're also trying to organize a sip in right now. Um, so any updates on that would be posted to our Twitter. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's that's a lot of the support that can be offered right now is just or just coming into our yeah, store just into our and store. just being like i'm here with y'all <laughs> i stand with y'all i yeah i appreciate everything that y'all are doing right. like stay strong yeah or the, the, old, the old union strong coffee oh yeah yes. <laughs> we've, yeah we've, i've had i actually had a guy um come in uh tuesday that was the last shift i've worked this week um i've been off on these past few days but tuesday this guy came in and was asking about the union and was like saying that he'd be interested in doing a sip in and inviting people. And I was like, okay. And then I gave him my number and he texted me. So we will be um, doing a sip in eventually. So, yeah, at some, at some point, point soon. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye on the, uh, on the Twitters if you want yes. to get more information about that. Great. Well, uh, thank you so much, Ethan, Roman, Aubrey. Uh, I wish you all the best. Uh, hopefully we get some more information and follow up when you get your um, dates for election uh, yeah. and all the other stuff. Uh, and God, y'all are awesome. And <laughs> I'm really like super uh, <laughs> glad that y'all made the time to talk to me today. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Good morning, comrade. This has been WHIVLP New Orleans. You get more information about the show on uh, at goodmorningcomrade.com. And once again, uh, if you want more information about uh, the folks, the stuff that's going on with these folks here, go to Lafayette SBW uh, Twitter at SBW uh, at Lafayette SBWU on Twitter. Anyway, thanks everybody. Love you. Bye bye.